0: Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Join us on Twitter, Cascade Hoop Talk. Facebook, Cascade Hoop Talk. Welcome to our top 20 show where we review and give you the details of the top teams around the country in NAID 2 for the past week. We'll get started in 30 seconds. Cascade Hoop Talk, Billy D. Join us on Twitter at Cascade Hoop Talk. And we're also excited to announce our. NAI Division II Men's Basketball Daily Newsletter. You can get that at Cascade Hoops Talk, CascadeHoopsTalk.com. You can also subscribe to that newsletter. Uh, Watch for it on Twitter every morning, but that's available every day. CascadeHoopsTalk.com. So let's go through our top 20 for the week ending December 15th. We'll start with Morningside. They're ranked number one. And on Wednesday, right after being ranked number one, they won a nail-biter at home against Concordia, 72-71. And on Saturday, they traveled to Jamestown, and they won there 76-68. But 12 hours after the new poll came out, naming Morningside the new number one team in the country, they were in a dogfight Wednesday night. The Mustangs finding themselves down by five at halftime, They had a very tight second half ensued after that. Neither team went up by more than five. It was primarily a one-to-three-point game the entire way. A pair of Alex Borchers free throws with nine seconds to go finally sealed it for Morningside as Brevin Sloop three was off the mark. Tyler Borchers a double-double with 28 points, 10 rebounds. Concordia's Carter Kent had 21. Saturday, the Mustangs traveled to always-tough Jamestown. The Jimmies came out playing well, sharing the ball, and they pushed the tempo. They seemed to have Morningside on their heels the entire first half. Building as much as a 15-point lead, Jamestown ended the half up 13. In the second half, Morningside began chipping away at the lead, tying the game with 12 minutes to go. At that point, it seemed Jamestown got nervous and tight, they started playing to survive versus to win, and the Mustang defense went into another gear. Uh, that fueled Jamestown's struggle down the stretch. I think Jamestown, the, the number one ranking they had, and they turned up the heat. Uh, you, could, you could almost see Jamestown wilt a little bit under the pressure. Morningside held the Jimmies to 41% shooting for the game. The inside game of the Mustangs also had Jamestown in foul trouble the entire second half. Tyler Borchers had 16, Zach Imig 14, Ben Hoskins off the bench for 15. Isaiah Thompson, he's been playing fantastic for Jamestown. He led the Jimmies with 28. And I want to remind you, the Jimmies were without freshman phenom Mason Walters. He's expected to be out for a couple of more weeks. Morningside, they're 12-0. Uh, They play at home against Dakota State on Wednesday. Number two, Oregon Tech. They were idle this week. Next up for them is a big showdown with conference rival number five, College of Idaho, in Klamath Falls next Friday. And Eastern Oregon coming to town on Saturday. Oregon Tech is 10 1. Number two, Indiana Wesleyan. They're at 9 2, and they were also idle this week. They play Madonna on Tuesday and they travel to the IU East Classic on Friday, playing East-West on Friday, and then Saturday they play Shawnee State. Number four, Mount Vernon Nazarene defeated a very good NAID one power, Carroll College, 63-51 on Saturday. They led the entire second half. Carroll cut the lead to two with just under nine minutes remaining, but Mount Vernon went on a 13-2 run over the next five minutes to secure the win holding Carroll to 37% shooting and out-rebounding the strong Frontier Conference team, this is a good win for Mount Vernon. Jevon Knox with 28 for Mount Vernon, Dennis Flowers the 3rd with 17 for Carroll. Mount Vernon is 11 and 1 and they play Montana State Northern on Monday. Number 5, College Idaho, they're 9 and 3, they're idle this week. We talked about that showdown with Oregon Tech and Klamath Falls on Friday. And then the next night, once they're done with that, they have to go to number 18, Southern Oregon, Saturday night. Number 6, Olivet Nazarene, taking on East West at home on Tuesday, winning 98 75. And then they traveled to number 16, St. Ambrose, Saturday, defeating them by 98 75 as well. Tuesday against East West, they took a 25 point halftime lead. They never looked back. Dane Schlafly, he scored 25 for ONU. East-West was led by Brandon Daughtry with 20. Saturday, traveling to St. Ambrose, Olivette built up an 11-point halftime lead, extended that lead to as much as 30 in the second half, and they just punched a tough St. Ambrose team right in the nose at their house. They held St. Ambrose to under 40% shooting at home, John Contant, 29. Nick Reed, a double-double with 27 points, 13 rebounds. Alex Gross, also with a double-double, 18 points, 13 rebounds. St. Ambrose was led by Michael Williams and John Kerr. They both had 14. So Olivet Nazarene is playing exceptional basketball right now. Nick Reed, John Contant, and Alex Gross, they're shaping up to be one of the top trios in the nation. Uh, They're 13-1. They travel to California to a tournament at Vanguard. Tuesday, they play Vanguard. And Wednesday, University of Northern British Columbia. Number seven, Dakota Wesleyan. They hosted non-conference opponent Valley City on Wednesday, easily defeating them 79-51. And Saturday, Doan was in town, and they defeated them 79-51 as well. Wednesday, Ty Hoagland, 16 points. Nick Harden, 15. Valley City's Kevin Schramm scored 20. Saturday, Doan was in the Corn Palace. Dakota Wesleyan really turned up the heat in the second half of this one. They held Doan to 34% shooting. Ty Hoagland scored 36. Anthony Lavari led Doan with 13. Dakota Wesleyan is 11-1. They travel to Florida next week to play number 22, Kaiser, on Friday, and number 11, Ave Maria, on Saturday. Those will be two very good tests. Number 8, Marion, playing at the Cactus Classic this weekend, falling to University of Providence 91 74 on Saturday. And Sunday, they defeated Rocky Mountain College 95 76. In the loss on Saturday, Marion fell behind by 14 in the first half. Providence was able to hold that lead and build on it in the second. Marion never was able to threaten in this one. Zako, Darko Kelly, and Brandon Cotton both with 17 for Providence. Marion led was led by Cameron Wolter with 19. Sunday, Marion played uh, Rocky Mountain College, defeating them 95-76. to Marion was led by Hayden Lankable. He had 22. Christian Stewart, he had 21. Providence was led by Darius Henderson. He came off the bench with 24. Marion is nine and three now. Uh, their next action: they'll be hosting IU Southeast on December 30th. Number nine, Bethel of Indiana, they're 11 and 0. One of the two undefeated teams in the country. They were idle this week. They host Governor State on Wednesday. Number 10, Ottawa, on Wednesday they hosted Tabor. They won that 98-86. Then they traveled to York College on Saturday, and they won there 71-77. Wednesday against Tabor. Tabor looked to be in control until around the 14-minute mark of the game when Ottawa, they finally captured the lead, and over the next six minutes, they built the lead to double digits, and they held that to the end. Darrell Bowie, he came off the bench, and he played really well. Uh, scoring 28 for Ottawa. Tabor was led by Tyler Zinn with 34, and he barely missed a double-double with nine rebounds. Saturday at York College, it was a tight game that flip-flopped throughout, but Ottawa outscored York 16-10 to in the final five minutes for the win. York pounded Ottawa on the glass 43-24, to but 23 turnovers did York in. Matt Balday, Balday, fifteen for Ottawa. Dante Barnes with eighteen for York. Ottawa, they're thirteen and one. One of the hottest teams in the country right now, playing great ball. They travel to Haskell Indian on December thirtieth. Number three, Ave Maria on Wednesday, facing Nova Southeastern. They're a top five ranked NC2A Division Two program. Ave Maria fell one thirty four to ninety five, and then Sunday. Uh, they won against Johnson and Whale, 75-62. to 62. Top scorers in this game were, uh, of course, Leo Behrend. He scored 19 points with a double-double, 11 rebounds. So Ave Maria, they're 11-2. Next up, they have two very tough games. They host Spring Arbor on Friday, and then they play Dakota Wesleyan in Fort Lauderdale on next Saturday. Uh, number 12, Washington Adventist play La Sierra in California on Sunday. They defeated La Sierra 87-76. to 76. Leading scorer for Washington Adventists was uh, Xavier Sewell. He plays very well for them. He had 31 points in that game, barely missing a double-double with nine rebounds. Jay Davis, he also had 17. And then for La Sierra, DJ Effridge, he had 21 total points. I apologize. Some of those games uh, just came in late. That Washington Adventist game just got over. Uh, so Washington Adventist is 10-3. and They play Walla Walla tomorrow, Monday, as they continue in that California tournament. Number 13, IU Kokomo on Tuesday. They traveled to Lincoln Christian, winning 84-72, to and Saturday hosting Alice Lloyd College, winning that one 103-95. In that Lincoln-Christian game on Tuesday, uh, that was a close game. Kokomo went on a 6-minute 20-6 and six run that gave him a 15-point lead at the 10-minute mark, and they just wouldn't give that up. Traquan Spivey, he had 25, and for Lincoln, Garrett Iets scored 18. Wednesday against Alice Lloyd, it was a tight game all through the second half, but Kokomo held the lead but could not get it to double digits. But they held off Alice Lloyd for the win, Dracon Spivey once again was great with 30 points. And Deshaun Hampton, a double-double, 12 points, 13 rebounds. Blake Smith, he lit up for Alice Lloyd. He scored 36. IU Kokomo, they're 11-2, and and they host IU Northwest on Friday. Number 14, Lords, That's another team that's playing really well right now on Saturday, hosting Siena Heights. They beat Siena Heights 72 to 66. Lords was in charge the entire game until Siena Heights got within 2 with just over 4 minutes in the game. But Lords iced this game by going 9 for 10 at the line the final 4 minutes. This was a defensive battle throughout. Neither team shot above 40% in the game. Cliff Snow, he had 25, Kenny Coleman with 19 for Siena, DeMarco Dickerson a double double, 24 points, 11 rebounds, and Keith Jordan Jr., he added 24 as well. Lords is 10 3. They travel to Concordia on Wednesday, and that'll be their last conference game of 2019. Number 15, Spring Arbor. They hosted non conference opponent Kalamazoo College on Wednesday. They cruised to a 95 71 victory. Paul Merendat with 20 points, 8 assists. Kalamazoo's uh, Tanner Bliley, 14. Spring Arbor, they're 7-4. and four, And they have two tough non-conference games in Florida this week. They play uh, William Jessup. They're out of the GSAC in California. They play them on Wednesday. And then Ave Maria on Friday. So two wins next week in Florida could help Spring Arbor immensely. Uh, Bolt with their ranking as well as their confidence. They're a very good team. They just got to get rolling. Uh, they'll definitely be tested against those two teams. Number 16, St. Ambrose. Uh, they fell to Olivet Nazarene on Friday, as we talked about already, 98 to 75. So they're 10 and 3, and they travel to Mount Mercy on Monday, and IU South Bend next Saturday. Number 17, St. Francis out of Indiana. They traveled to Southeastern University Classic in Florida last week, and they split a couple of overtime games. I guess they had to play extra basketball for their for their dinners down there. On Friday, uh, they're playing Southeastern. They won an overtime game, 83-72. Saturday against Warner, they fell in overtime, 74-69. Against Southeastern on Friday, Austin Compton tied the game for St. Francis with over a minute left. And then both teams went 0 for 2 in the final possessions, and that forced overtime. A 10 1 run in the first two and a half minutes of overtime was enough to power St. Francis to the win. Antoine Cushenberry with 21, Connor Lotzenheiser a double double, 13 points and 10 rebounds. Southeastern's Blake Morrow came off the bench for 27. I got to say, I remember Austin Compton's dad when he was a freshman meeting him at the tournament. And now his son's a senior playing on one of the best teams in the nation and uh, scoring a basket to uh, push a big game to overtime. So if he's listening, I say hello. Saturday playing Warner, Daryl Mercer tied the game with 21 seconds in regulation for Warner. St. Francis, out of a timeout, they turned the ball over in the final possession of regulation, and St. Francis was playing the second overtime game in as many days. It was a tight overtime but St. Francis went 0 for 3 in the final 30 seconds, and Warner iced the win. Joshua Rathal with 17 for Warner. Saint Francis was led by Antoine Cushenberry with 14. St. Francis is 12 and 3, and they do not play again until the new year when they return to crossroads play against Huntington. Number 18, Southern Oregon, they're six and three. They were idle last week, this week. They host Simpson from the Cal Pack on Monday, and then Friday they host Eastern Oregon, and Saturday, number five, College of Idaho, comes to town. Number 19, Northwestern of Iowa. They traveled to Midland on Saturday. They beat them 99 86. Northwestern had a comfortable lead most of this game. Midland was able to pull within six a couple of times. However, each time Northwestern had the answer, Jay Small with 25. Midlands Bowen-Sandquist with 18. Northwestern's on a roll. You know, a few weeks ago, nobody was even talking about Northwestern, but they're 11-3. and Uh, They play uh, over in California this week. They face Thompson Rivers on Tuesday, Westcliff on Wednesday, and Bethesda on Friday. So they're going to play three games in four days. That's going to be a brutal trip for them, but they're going to have to win at least. If they come out of there two out of three, it's going to be a good trip. Number 20, Bethel of Kansas, they hosted McPherson College on Wednesday, and they won that 88-75, and then uh, traveling to friends on Saturday and losing a 77-76 heartbreaker. Uh, Wednesday against McPherson, they took a 12-point lead at half. They maintained double-digit lead for almost the entire second half. Jalen Scott played a whale of a game, a double-double, 18 points, 15 rebounds. McPherson's Lawal Maga, or Mago, scored 24. Saturday at Friends, uh, that was a back-and-forth game. Friends, they they threw the first haymaker in this game. They took a 15-point lead in the first half. Then Bethel, they fought back, and then the two teams went in the locker room. Friends was up by two. In the second half, Bethel took control. They got an 11-point lead, just three minutes to go in the game. But Bethel would not score again, and Friends went 5-for-5 five five from the field during the same time. Friends beat them. It was, it was quite an upset for Friends. A big win for Friends, a, a terrible loss for Bethel. DeFonte Pack had 22 for Friends. Kylan Bryant off the bench for 17 for Bethel. So Bethel is 12-3. and three. Uh, They returned to conference play on January 4th fourth uh, against Avila. Uh I don't want to be, I would not want to be in Bethel's practices between now and January 4th. I want to take a few minutes today. We talked earlier about the freshmen, and I know that there's there's more than, than these young men I'm going to talk about, but there's three I want to point out today. Uh, one, he plays with Bethel, and we all know this is success that they're having. Uh, Max Newman, he's a six-eight, 6'8", uh, post for them. He's played in all 11 of their games. He started three of them. Uh, he's averaging almost 11 points. Uh, he's got 12 bolt blocks on the year. The, the only nick in his armor right now is he's got uh, a lot of fouls. He's averaging almost four fouls a game, which is very common for a young post. He's shooting over 50% from the field. He needs to sharpen his pencil at the free throw line. But for a young man that was playing high school ball last year, uh, he's doing a heck of a job with Bethel, which is a very competitive team. And then another young man I know you've heard me speak about is uh, Mason Walters, true freshman out at uh, Jamestown. He's a native of Jamestown. Unfortunately, he's injured right now. He'll probably miss a couple more weeks. He's played in 11 of their games. He's missed the last three. Uh, He started eight of them. He started I think uh, the fourth game of the year. And he started every game after that, Uh, but he's averaging 14 points a game. Uh, But the big story with Mason Walters, I think is his rebounding and he's deceptively tough and quick. If you just look at him out there, he's just underneath the basket and he just always ends up with the ball. Uh, He's uh, just a natural ball player. So he's averaging over 10 rebounds a game and he shoots the ball very well. He's shooting 55%, and he has added, I guess if you're going to play for for Jamestown, you better be able to shoot the three because he's shooting 35% from three, and as a freshman, he's shooting 84% from the line. So Mason Walters, get well quick, uh, but this young man is one of the best true freshmen in the country as well. And then one more young man, I've had the opportunity to meet this true freshman when I was down in Eugene a few weeks ago. Stevie Schleyback. Uh he was uh, top scorer in Tigard basketball history. 6A first team, all state at Tigard. He's at Northwest Christian down in Eugene in the Cascade Conference. Nice young man. He's averaging 14 points a game. Uh, he shoots over 50% from the field. Very good three point shooter, uh, shooting 40% and uh, shooting 81% uh, from the line as a freshman. Uh, these are all three excellent ball players, and we have to remember they were all three playing high school basketball last year. I just wanted to give a uh, shout out to all of them. Um, also, if you know, give me heads up on any other true freshmen that are out there uh, doing a very good job. Let's give them a shout out. It, it's just extremely tough to leave high school, go into the NAI, and perform at a high level. Uh, just want to give these kids some recognition. Thank you again to everybody who listens. Please share with me at Cascade Hoop Talk on Twitter. Also, uh, bookmark or subscribe to CascadeHoopsTalk.com. That'll be your daily NAI Division II newspaper. We collect all the stories of all the games and the NAI news in Division II so that you don't have to. Uh, subscribe to that and you'll get the news every day. Thank you very much. I appreciate all the listeners, and please give some feedback at uh, Twitter, Cascade Hoop Talk. Thank you very much, and don't forget to finish your Christmas shopping, and I'll take anything you buy.